Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokele live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings beautiful people. My name is Simon Javanokele. I am in Seattle, Washington and I am the host of the African Father in America podcast and also I am the producer of the Madaraka Festival. Today I have a really really special guest. I'm going to bring him uh, on your screen now. Uh, my guest is Sambaza Podcast. Sambaza, uh, please go ahead and say hello to our viewers and our listeners. Hey guys, uh, this is Sambaza here uh, with the Sambaza Podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Simon. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I just uh, feel privileged to have you over here and you sound <laughs> so good. I feel like we are ready for uh, today's conversation. So I am going to share the proverb uh, for today as usual. For those who have been joining me for the African Father in America podcast, you all know that we start with uh, we start with the proverb. So I'm going to pull today's proverb here in just a second um, and then share it with you. Today's proverb is beautiful. It's from Ivory Coast. It's from Ivory Coast. It says that the mosquito won't bite me. The mosquito won't bite me. Share in the comments what this proverb means to you. And also, um, let us know where you're joining us from. Uh, we would love to know where in the world you are joining us from. So, um, you know, as usual, I'm going wait, to wait, just... Wait. Uh, go ahead. All, let's, let's talk about <laughs> where this thing, this proverb started. You know, I remember when we started this Africa Father podcast when you have these uh, proverbs, uh, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while. I know, I know. This is the third year. This is year number year number three. The third year is almost over, you know. <laughs> good old days. Good old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done well. Thank you so much. You know, consistency, consistency, uh, and also just loving, loving what I do. I love African proverbs and I love African culture. And, um, you know, sharing it helps me learn more about it because now uh, I have a team that helps me, uh, you know, organize these proverbs, find them, research and uh, and also even, you know, find the right guests that we can have on the show. So it's a, it's definitely been a long journey, slow process, but definitely worth it, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're here. Imagine. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm about it. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So I want to talk about three nuggets of wisdom and then I want to create space for Sambaza, who is my special guest today, to uh, kind of talk about his own perspective on this proverb. But Sambaza knows this show very well, so he's going to speak a lot about everything he knows. But here are the three nuggets of wisdom for today's proverb. So these nuggets are just related to what this proverb could mean. This proverb is from Ivory Coast. Uh, it says... The mosquito won't bite me. The mosquito won't bite me. And the first nugget of wisdom says that we should not allow ourselves to be influenced by the negative actions or behaviors of others, you know. Um, so even if a mosquito is trying to bite you, for those of us who grew up in areas where uh, mosquitoes were everywhere, you know, you don't lose yourself because of a mosquito. You just brush it off and you continue with your life or you... You go back to bed if you're already asleep and the mosquito is trying to, uh, you know, disturb your peace. And then the second nugget of wisdom is that we must be strong in our convictions and values, even when faced with opposition. You know, this is very important for me. Uh, I, I would love to relate it to Madaraka Festival and how uh, without conviction, you can't do such things. Without values, you can't do such things. And also, even this show, you know, you can't be consistent if you're not convicted and you have strong values, uh, despite the challenges that you might be faced with. And then um, the last nugget of wisdom here is we should not let the negative negativity of others bring us down. You know, right now we are living in the world of social media where uh, you might go to bed a happy person, but when you wake up, uh, on social media, you learn that something that you really care about has been destroyed, you know. For example, just last week, you know, everybody loves going to Hawaii for vacation. And um, people woke up and there was a there was a wildfire that 
decimated Lahaina, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world, and it's now nothing, you know. So uh, don't let even terrible things like that uh, bring you down, you know. Instead, respond with positivity and stay true to yourself. So now I want to uh, come to you, my brother Sambaza, you know. Uh, talk to us about this proverb, the mosquito won't bite me. What does it bring to your mind? No, well, <laughs> when I look at the mosquito, when it bites you, I mean, it's, it's going to bite you if you if you're available. I mean, like you, when your skin is open, you know, they tell you to cover yourself so that you don't get bitten and uh, you are within the net. So what I would equate to it is when you say the mosquito won't bite me, um, then you have to ask the question, why? Because at that moment, um, the mosquito will definitely bite you when you are when you're in that area. Like say you are in um, a mosquito infested area, you're definitely going to be beaten. But what can you do to stop being beaten? You can either spray yourself with some some uh, mosquito repellent, or you can sleep. If you're going to sleep, you can sleep under a mosquito net. So that's how I I look at the proverb that. Um, it tells you that it gives you a sense of what could happen, but then does not tell you what options you have because there's so many options you can have to repel you from that mosquito. So that's my way of uh, looking at that proverb. I love that. I love that. Yeah, uh, you're basically saying you, you have to be prepared, you know, for the yeah. mosquito not to bite you. You have to be prepared. You have to know that I'm walking into a mosquito-infested area. How? What am I carrying? Uh, how am I taking care of my, my myself? You know. Uh, so I love that. Um, I see that quite a few people have joined us here on YouTube. I just want you to make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're joining me for the first time, this is a Fear podcast, and uh, my special guest is Sambaza Podcast. Sambaza Podcast is an amazing uh, brother who has, uh, you know done podcasting for years now and produced many many episodes interviewed many guests and uh, i remember a few years ago during the pandemic we would have time to actually talk in private over the phone uh, but also we interacted a lot at the beginning stages of this show of the african father in america podcast so i just want you to uh, you know go a little further with us today speak to a childhood story that really inspires who you are because uh, both of us are from Kenya but I never grew up in Mombasa I've always wanted to spend a lot more time in Mombasa if if I was if I had a lot of money I would actually buy land in Mombasa and establish uh, you know a little either a business or a vacation home there the mangoes from Mombasa are very tasty even though I grew up in Kisumu during the mango season, we were always waiting for the, the mangoes from Mombasa. So speak to us, tell us maybe a story when you are 8 to 12, that even today here in America, when you look back, you say that this this moment really uh, drives who I am today. Okay. Um, well, first of all, yes, I come from the, from the coast, that is Mombasa, a very uh, beautiful place. I mean... You can always see it in my pictures on Facebook and uh, on my podcast, actually, my podcast page. I'll put it over there. But um, what I can say is, it's the belief. You know, like you said, you always have a belief that you can always uh, be something, do something, and always get up there. Um, I'm going to put it uh, this way. When I was in my... Well, in my younger days, I was getting up to go to boarding school. You had to take the leap of faith and then decide where you want to go to. Um, most of us, you know, we have kids now, they go to like day schools and, you know, you get them back in the evening. But we used to go to boarding schools where you spent three months of the year, three months of three months and then got back home for one month and then another three months and then maybe another three months. So probably like nine months of the year, you'll be away. So uh, I took a chance and said I didn't want to go and be a day scholar, which means you come back and back and forth. So I, I wanted to go to this school and 
I had no idea what it was, but I had never heard of this school. It was called Nairobi School, but I had faith in me that I would be able to make it, and it was a good school. Nobody ever knew about the school. Um, everyone knew about this one school, Lenana, which I came to realize we don't like each other, but that's another story for another day. It Well, Nairobi School was the original school, and it gave birth to Lenana. So all the people who come from Lenana know this story, but people don't really don't know the whole story. So we are their fathers, but they'll tell you otherwise. So I'd never been to the school, and I had to say, you know what? I'm going to go there, and I'm going to get into my boarding school, and I'm going to, you know, make a person out of, make somebody out of myself, you know? I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to be this, how do I put it? I wasn't going to be timid because remember when you go to boarding school, you have, you're a person on your own. You're going to have to mold yourself and be who you are and get to be this person when you leave and be like, Hey, you know, I'm an adult. Cause when you leave there, you're an adult. So that was one of the things that I can say is a leap of faith. So when you say the mosquito won't bite me, if I'm to equate to that is, my fears of having to be alone for four years. I remember my first day getting there. It was cold. I remember I'm from Mombasa and hot. And this is my mom leaves and she goes and I'm left there alone. There's that fear, you know, uh, what am I, what's going to happen? Um, all these boys around me. And at that time, we used to have uh, what we call sixth form. You know, if, if people in Kenya will understand this. Uh, and these were kids who were in their early 20s. And remember, this is your mom living in a school when you're only 13. So there's that um, issue that, uh, you know, mom is scared of what, you, what your child will be. At that time, my dad was not in the country. He was in the UK going for further studies. So that's how I ended up. Uh, with my mom taking my mom and my uncle taking me there so anyway uh it so as i say it it's the leap leap of faith and having to understand that god will take care of me and i have to be the person to declare my destiny so with all this and you know uh, god above taking care of me i felt hey you know uh i'm here and i belong and the mosquito will not bite me and hey, four years later, I, I made it. I love that. I love that. Yeah, man, those high school stories. Uh, you, 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 you took me on my own journey of, of how, how, how I felt the way you felt. You know, um, I went to Maranda High School, and uh, then I was there for two years. Then I, I left and went to Kisumu Boys so that I could go to day school for, for many reasons, uh, but. Uh, I definitely, you know, I didn't miss Maranda High School when I left, you know. Uh, and I'm just happy that those days of high school in Kenya are behind me and now we can talk about it. Because, you know, the the, the, the caning, some of the caning, uh, now that I think about it, some of the teachers were also stressed and depressed and they were taking it out on the students, you know. Uh, you, know you, you should not, like, finish Viboko, you know. The, we would also go fetching for the vibokos ourselves, you know. <laughs> anyway, right. long, long, long story. Um, yeah. We see, I, I see a number of people joining us for the show today. My guest is Sambaza Podcast, and you are watching and listening to the African Father in America podcast, Afia Podcast. I'm in Seattle, Washington, and my guest is Sambaza. Where are you? I know you're in Texas, but where exactly are you? Well, I can't claim Dallas, but just for the purpose of making it, you know, regular, I'll say Dallas. But I live in the suburbs of uh, of Dallas, where it's called Forney. It's a small town on the outskirts of Dallas, about 30 minutes drive to Dallas. Yeah, that's definitely Dallas. Uh, no, but you just say Dallas, you know, just yeah. so everybody knows, you know, okay. Yeah. So an area somebody knows, and obviously from Dallas, the show. <laughs> yeah 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 man i wish i had more time in dallas now that i know you're there i'll make sure i visit with you when i'm there for okay. madaraka next year you know uh 
uh, and I would love for us to talk about Madaraka in a moment but I just want you to talk to us about Sambaza podcast and and podcasting in general you know uh, what is it that uh, continues to give you the conviction to continue podcasting why is it important uh, for you uh, and who has been your favorite podcast uh, guest since you started uh you know uh, this journey of podcasting i honestly feel that you are becoming one of my favorite guests especially because of the quality of your of 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 your 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 equipment you know i struggle with a lot of my guests because uh they are not podcasters so they don't come prepared you know but i feel like you know um i reached out and you booked and here we are and you're set and everything sounds so great the the quality of a conversation is in the quality of the equipments you use you know and uh, i really appreciate you for coming ready you know but talk to us talk to us about sambaza why this is important to you and what you tell all these new podcasters who are trying to get into the game oh, okay thank you so um what is sambaza podcast sambaza podcast um as you hear the word sambaza it means you know to spread out it's a swahili word to spread so i'm spreading news I'm spreading, you know, good vibes. And one thing about the reason why I chose Sambaza, it's a Swahili word. Anytime I do things, I go by the Swahili word. And um, quite frankly, a lot of people say Sambaza without knowing it. So subliminally, when you say Sambaza, you actually are promoting my podcast. Um, it is a show that um, since I'm in the diaspora and I gotta drop this this shamelessly. I'm two-time nominated APVA Diaspora Podcast of the Year. Maybe this time I'm gonna win, but hey, um, who knows? Either way, I'm still nominated. Um, so as a Diaspora podcaster, my show kind of has this um, series. It's actually a series whereby I bring in guests and we talk about diaspora stuff like say for example simon we're going to talk if we're going to talk about kids right um i'll talk to you about kids and you simon simon you in the diaspora then i'll find uh maybe john who is probably in uh, nigeria or ghana or south africa east africa you know uh well I like I like to go East Africa last because that's now home. But I'd like to get views of people who talk about maybe kids raising kids. Like I've done one of those po- uh, podcast series where we talk about raising kids. And hey, I get your opinion as somebody who lives in the U.S. And then I get an opinion of somebody who lives in Germany, uh, South Africa, and then home in Kenya. At the end of it what i'm basically wanting to do is to sit down and say okay i've gone through all these series right all these mostly it's usually four to five episodes and you sit there and say okay i'm in the diaspora and this is how i raise my kids somebody is in germany and he raises their kids in this way um in east africa somebody raises his kids in a certain way and then what is the common factor you know we're all humans we all have one thing in common we love our kids that i'm sure of you know so that's going to be standard to everybody and that's what the podcast is all about and feel good stories i mean um i'll talk about um what do you say i'll talk about i'm sorry my phone um we'll talk about uh like i've talked about sneakers where you know if you go listen to the the series i've featured so many people we talk about shoes um i've talked about the pandemic actually the pandemic is when we actually started remember that's when we met and um different people express themselves how the pandemic was and here we are you know in this new thing and they say they got it and then now i did a episode a year later you know where they are now and we had some conversations so basically after all this you you get to have these conversations with yourself or with people where you come and talk about what exactly has been going on in your life and what you you know you pick something out of the podcast 
Now he asked me something very interesting. Um, who's your favorite podcast guest? Now, Simon, that is like asking me, who's your favorite child? I can't answer that. <laughs> That's the hardest thing you can ever, you can ever tell somebody because if I say this is my best person that I interviewed, then somebody else will come and say, Hey, what about me? You know, um, what about, wasn't I one of the best, but I'll say is I've had very great guests at, uh, at, uh, the Sambaza podcast and they have been very, very wonderful. And, uh, you are actually the one who's never showed up yet. You know, we need to have a conversation. Send me a date. I'll be there. Send me a date. <laughs> I'll be there on short notice, you know. All right. I got, actually, I'm working on a project and um, I will be getting in touch with you. It's 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 long and interesting. Um, maybe I'll kind of throw it in. I'm trying to do this series about, uh, because I have a son. Now, this is going to be for fathers who have sons. And then I go to, because I have a daughter, now it goes to uh, dads who have daughters and we kind of see how life goes on. I'm sure we'll have plenty of stories to talk about. So I think I've booked you as a guest, so we'll we'll work on it uh, behind the tent and say, you my, my tent, mm -hmm. all right? So we I should be good. It. I really so, love, I love how you approach your podcast, the themes and how you bring people from different regions to share their perspectives on the same issue. I just love that. And also how you just spoke about, uh, you know, fathers who have uh, sons and daughters. I, I love how you approach podcasting in general. But go oh, ahead. Thank you. Yeah, you're about to say something. So that's that's um, that's how the podcast has been. And um, one thing about podcasting, I just love to talk to people. It's my own discovery. It's a journey. Like I said, it's a journey. You, you have to keep going on. Um, you take breaks. Before, I remember we had this conversation where I asked you, why do you take a break? And I realized, yes, sometimes you have to take a break. There's work balance. I have a family. I have to, you know, family first. And then podcasting does come in. It's it's my, my third child, you know, if I say. It. So I have to take care of podcasting. I also have to take care of my family. So um, you just learn how to navigate a lot of things um in your life especially podcasting that's one thing you 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 learn with podcasting um balancing balance your life balance everything that's around you as for equipment you said my equipment is good um you have to invest in it uh, unfortunately I'm not a good marketer, so I haven't come up with merchandise. These are the hats that I have right now. So I'm thinking about merchandising a little bit, you know, and kind of bring things out there for purchase so that people can promote the podcast. But right now it's just running on uh, on its own. I just have to, I'm an independent podcaster, so I just keep doing my own thing and uh, it's worked fine. And, you know, podcasting is fun, by the way, Simon. Um, you got to tell everybody, podcasting is fun. I've met a bunch of people you know, uh, different stories and see, I'm meeting you. We're here. We're talking, you know, this is a podcast, you know, we, 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 we get a conversation going, who knows with this, the mosquito, the mosquito will not, uh, the mosquito will not bite me can turn up to be something else that I can conjure up and create content, you know? So it is one of the best things that, uh, you could ever do when you have a mic and you have a story to tell and yeah just if if you you, you want to start a podcast hey start a podcast podcast is not for everyone but just do it for for fun see how it goes you know um you start off bad but <laughs> you become better look simon remember when you used to do your shows uh on clubhouse you used to do two minute shows on clubhouse then um somewhere along the line they turned out to be one hour shows and here we are you know so things change you you evolve you always become better and better and better and you invest in equipment and hey this is where we are right now hundred percent hundred percent yeah you have to let uh you know you have to let the environment and time and what's going on around the world also influence uh to a certain extent uh you know 
your podcast and and the content that you're putting out uh i want us to talk about madaraka festival uh you know for those who are just joining us now i just want you to know that uh, i'm having a wonderful conversation with sambaza podcast is a incredible one of the most consistent uh, kenyan podcasters here in the diaspora and we've covered a lot of ground you know we talked about today's proverb uh, from ivory coast uh, we've talked about um, a story from his childhood uh, you know we covered a story of him going to nairobi school and how that uh, really is one of the things that uh, drives who he is today uh, and then we talked about podcasting uh, but also you you know sambaza knows uh, the work i do with the madaraka festival and uh, i just wanted to get his perspective uh, especially after this year's incredibly successful uh, madaraka festival usa tour speak to us uh, share you know uh, the word out there from your own perspective and uh, if you are in my place how would you do it differently <laughs> <laughs> no no don't put me on the spot on that um let me just say this um you had the most wonderful show ever i, I don't know how you're going to top this because this this was this was it okay um i've watched the madaraka festivals that you've done before i'm i'm a keen follower actually i i'm i'm supposed to be coming to 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 one of those shows and I hope I can podcast because I usually do the podcasting, you know, um, what do you call guerrilla podcasting, where I come with my podcast um, equipment and we record on the go, right? And then I go ahead and put it on the show. Uh, maybe I'll do that on one of the shows. But going back to um, Madaraka Festival, there's progression. Remember, we talked about how you started off and where you are right now. I've seen it and quite frankly, awesome show. Uh, there was a a place you were invited to, a show that comes up on Friday. Um, I think I can say it. It's called the One Mic Show. If you are in the diaspora, you want to listen to it, go ahead and listen to it. Seven to nine Central Standard Time, and it, it's a great show. But I remember when somebody was trying to contact you, and they were asking me this question. Is this uh, the guy who does um, Madaraka Festival, the same guy who does, um, you know, Africa, you know, in Clubhouse, does the Afia podcast and Proverbs every morning? And I was like, yeah, that's him. He's the one who does it. And to me, it, it, it signified a lot of things. It signifies that you are humble and nobody you know you are you would not like some people will be promoting something they'd be out there you know like you'd be in your face and um it's me i am here you know no that's not simon simon had been promoting the show quietly and it's been gaining ground gaining ground you're not losing yourself you know you have the goal you're working towards something and and it's progressive and this is how I look at Madaraka, Madaraka Festival. I mean, that's one of the best festivals. Now, what you did this year, it's like Burner Boy. It's like a Burner Boy concert. That's what you did. You created this show where you had it going from city to city. Instead of making it one, you made it a tour. By the time it was ending in Baltimore, Everyone was rushing there saying, you know, in the DMV, they called DMV, not Baltimore, DMV, the DMV. Everyone was rushing there. They knew this was the final show and all the hype with Saudi Soul saying that that was going to be their final tour before they split up. And it was like, wow, we got to be there. So in all, I'll tell you this, Simon, you had one of the best lineup, uh, best organization. And I mean, hey, Simon, you, you, you went over the bar where you benchmarked, I think, I don't know how I'll say it to the other promoters, they'll have, they'll have a, a, a hard effort to come and make something as good as that. And that shows the quality of a person. Madaraka Festival being run by you and your team is basically one of the best. And 
hey, shout outs to you. Because when you look at the beginning to where you are now, good, very good. Um, that's my, those are my flowers to you. I have never said that and I'm going to give them to you. That was awesome. Thank you, man. I deeply, deeply appreciate that. And a lot of my team members are also watching the show. And uh, I, I just hope that they also receive the flowers as well. Uh, yeah, it was hard work, hard, hard work. Uh, and for nine years, this is the ninth year. So, you know, we've we've built. Uh, yeah, this is the ninth year of Madaraka Festival and we've never missed a year. So next year is the 10th anniversary and we've built the muscles. We've built uh, a blueprint. And it was just a matter of replicating it across all the cities that we did it in. And our hope is to increase the number of cities where the Madaraka Festival is going to happen next year. Uh, so, you know, I deeply appreciate your support. And, uh, you know, we, we definitely could not do, um, you know, this tour and this festival the way we did it without uh, people like you who supported us behind the scene. You know, there are people who don't call you and tell you hey uh, i'm doing this but you know you know you know and you you hear you know so i appreciate you uh so much you know dallas where you are is uh, was one of the most successful you know shows in the tour you know uh, we were really really moved by that and people you came on a weekday yeah we did it on a wednesday and the line the line i i, I got out there we, we were filming a documentary and mm -hmm. so the director of the documentary wanted me to actually get out, talk to the people who are in the line, ask them why they they showed up, ask them why this is important to them. So the documentary is amazing. There's a lot that people don't know that we did, you know. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you, you know, hollering at us in the midweek, you know, for some of us, yeah. midweek is not, not good. No, no, yeah, yeah. But if it was a weekend, yeah, we could have, you know, swung by and said, hey, you know, we got yeah. to be there. But you, as you said, we're still in the background and we still yeah. had to support you, you know. You're one of yeah. us, like an African, a Pan-Africanist. We, we always have to support each other. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll announce the dates much earlier this time so that people can plan. Uh, but I just want to give you space now to talk about something that I didn't ask because uh, we covered so much ground during the show today. And uh, you being a podcaster, I'm sure uh, you either have a project that you're working on that you want uh, our listeners and our viewers to support, but also let everybody know how they can stay connected with you, you know, on social media. So this is your space to either share something that you want people to support you with or just speak about something that is important to you that I did not ask. <laughs> oh, Simon, thank you so much. Um, so I have a lot of projects that are coming on. Um, I think I just, I just mentioned about the, the one that uh, I have a son and then there's, I have a daughter, which is supposed to come, come together. Uh, we also I'm, we're also working on something to do with Juneteenth. I, I want to find out more about Juneteenth and with the help of uh, uh, people out there, we're trying to create some some type of engagement with people who will be able to help us make a good you know a, a good presentation for you. Um, some Baza podcast actually now is on TikTok. I try to put stuff together nowadays um in every platform available so my fun platform is TikTok. however i do talk about my podcast i express myself there because generally i'm not on youtube as much so i take a minute you know to throw out gems or give flowers to people out there i already have like a uh, tribe in TikTok, and I still use YouTube, Instagram, all are at Sambaza Podcast. So you can find me there. I engage with people. Uh, if you send me something and ask me a question, I'll respond back and we have these conversations. So, so many things are coming up. And um, I think I was on the verge of working on an audio drama, which I'm still trying to get people and it's you know you have to an audio drama is something new and 
I'm trying to create this show where I have people coming in and you talk on the, like you and I have this conversation and then I go back and record it and then we create an audio drama, something like that. So those are some of the things that I'm going to, I'm going to be doing in the coming future. So these are this little bit of the projects that I, I have coming up. Other than that, Hey, uh, like I said, podcasting is fun. Um, being nominated is fun. Like I told you before, Hey, I was nominated and I'm happy. Uh, I belong to a group of collectives. Like, like you said, you have to always, you know, we had a group with you, Simon, where we had some podcasters. We hang out together. We still do. I think it's five of us, right? And I like that support system because anytime I needed something and I needed to get together, we always used to band together and do something um, on whatever front it is. Also, there's a collective pod breakers this is also for african uh, african who are podcasters they call themselves pod breakers uh, we we've met one time we're about to do it again and lastly is a c4 collective now c4 collective is mainly from clubhouse and what they actually do something very interesting simon um they used to do this 30 day 30 day of podcasting whereby every day you had to send a podcast for for any subject that you wanted right now here's what it is um i chose the topic of the kenyan elections which is weird (laughs) (laughs) and when i'm working on it learned a lot about kenyan politics you know and i hate politics i I like policies that's what i'll tell you but for 30 days we put in stuff and i learned i went to learn about the election i learned about what happened in the aftermath i collected data and this is you learning as a podcaster you know for 30 days you're concentrating on doing one subject and working on it so as it is um like your podcast you have to I'm sure you have like a whole month of podcasts and you have them, you know, strung out and ready. And each day you have to think about the podcast, you know, prepare for the podcast and everything. At the end of it, I think even with your conversations, I'm sure when you have conversations, people, sometimes you throw in a proverb here and there and say, I remember a Mali podcast proverb that was going on. You see, so that was one of the things that I had learned regarding podcasting. And so I'm glad I had this space and I'm glad I met you to be able to uh, accord me, you know, uh, tutoring to be who I am. Because like I said, Simon, I bounce a lot of stuff from you. And like I said, I learn a lot of stuff from you, even though I can say I've been podcasting here and there, you still have to learn. So I, I always, like I said, I give you flowers. You, on the other hand, you know, you, you're promoting something else with the Omodaraka Festival, so that's another level. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's what Sambaza Podcast is, yeah. if I can explain myself. Yeah, man. Um, listen, I wanted to ask you one more question uh, before we wrap up our time together today, because I feel that you're also one of the most incredible fathers around here. And this podcast, oh. uh, you know, is grounded on fatherhood and uh, parenting and community. Uh, You know, I've seen you with your family traveling back home. I've seen you, you know, uh, getting your son to swimming competitions. I've seen you, uh, you know, uh, just doing your thing. So speak to, you know, the beauty of, 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 of being a father, but also speak to the, the the challenges of 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 being a father just uh i know this is an entire episode but uh, I did it. yeah <laughs> i did it i did it before i did it with um the culture the culture class podcast there's a whole hour of it with uh, nosa um if you want to go see a version of it uh i explained how the kids but um, since I'm in Af- Africa, you know, Africa father in America, I'm going to talk to as an African father in America. It is complex. It is fun. It is uh, revealing. And it's humbling. All those in one. Because um, when I look back at my father, uh, my late father, he he had his time with me. 
but what he i think the lesson there's no template about being a father you know like simon we're, we're, we're all fathers here but there's no template that you know the only template you know is what you picked up from your father and you can say okay fine this is it other people tell you what to do but you learn along the way because your child is yours it's a product of you you cannot make them you know you made them you cannot make any any other you know yes you can make others but you know um you can mold them to be who you are so one thing is you lead by example first of all what do you want them to see you want them to see a man who is honest a man who is um god-fearing and a man who is always going to be true to his word i always tell my son you know your word is more than anything else in this in this world uh you can have all the money in this world you can have everything that uh, uh that is given unto you but that's nothing according to your word because simon remember when you when you when i just said just a few minutes ago whenever i asked you of anything to do in terms of podcasting you would show up you're not going to hesitate you'll tell me hey what time hey okay i can't make it you'll be honest and say i can't make it but you've already told me honestly i can't make it but when you're going to make it you say hey look i'm going to show up and i know if i am going to set up my camera and be ready and turn it on i have simon you know on the back end saying hey are we ready you know are you there so that's word you know so i thought i was telling him that is everything and i'm going to relate this to a friend of mine who told me this story and this was very powerful um and he's also a father and why why i use that issue of the word is that he said he always used to lie to get out of stuff and then one day um he was with some friends and this friend told us you know there were three of them so this guy told this other guy look hey um i'll see you tomorrow the other guy said okay fine we'll see you what time nine o'clock and then he said he looked at this other guy and told him you really believe that guy the guy said yeah sure i believe him but why he said he doesn't lie he doesn't lie he's true to his word nine o'clock he'll be there so you see this guy hasn't used currency he hasn't used um you know clout he hasn't used anything else it's just his word and you you trust him he'll be there nine o'clock he'll show up that's the one thing that i think every father should teach their kids word your word is bond when they say word is bond that is it so as much as i enjoy everything with my son i mean he's a good swimmer my daughter is a good swimmer too because uh, i have i have two um i i say uh, i enjoy it i enjoy the swimming they're playing soccer um you know now he's becoming older he's now becoming a ref you know these are things that we even went to class together and simon by the way um i thought he was not learning his stuff because i kept on telling do this do this go did you did you learn so we go to the class and i'm like listening to the refs the, the teacher and he's asking questions my son is answering all the questions i'm like wait a minute he did learn and we're with him doing these things together that is the beauty of being a father in america and i'm not saying that um it's not in other other places but i'm speaking for me in america it's 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 a joy it's a joy to have kids i i don't regret having them and um, I, to anyone out there who wants to have kids in america hey go ahead they're the best things that uh, are out there they'll test you but they're always fun all the time i'm Thank sure you, you can attest to that yeah yeah i can I can ask you more questions we, and I feel like we, we, we need to wrap up because we have past time, but uh, I can definitely attest to that. I love my kids and, uh, uh, you know, I used to joke with my wife that we, we should have 11 kids so that we have a soccer team, you know, <laughs> but when we had the first one, we changed the, that that idea immediately. <laughs> yeah, you can but only you know, you do that. Forget. 
Huh? You always forget after the first and second one, after five years, you kind of forget everything. I, I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many. I know how to change a diaper, but I've forgotten how those times where, you know, I changed diapers. But now it's a different phase. Actually, you move to different phases of your kids. Yeah. That's what it is. So, yeah. yeah. You should have some more. No, well, I'll have others in different ways. You know, I'll have I'll have more podcast episodes. Uh, I'll count those as kids. I'll have more projects. I'll I'll grow my business. You know, th- those are those are plenty. kids. No, 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 no. No, Simon, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me give you flowers again because okay. you're trying to put it away. No, 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 no. Simon, you have so many other kids which you're not telling us. You remember you have something going on in Kisumu where I remember you telling us about kids. So yeah, it's not it's not the the ones that you have here, the ones that are biological. You also have other kids that you take care of. That is so. Cool. Shout outs to you for doing that. That's that's dope, um, if I may say so. So yeah, you do have so many kids. You you have yeah, a son. That is true. Already, I'm sure. Th- that is true. That is true. There are a lot of people that actually help me produce this show that are part of. Uh, the community of people that are benefiting uh, from the work that we do in in Kenya, you know, uh, and and the work is extending now. You know, we have um, you know a big community of youths that we support in Uganda now and Tanzania wow. through through partnerships. You know, uh, we just shipped a lot of equipment from Germany to Kenya and then distributed some of it to Uganda and Tanzania and. Our team in Kisumu goes to those uh, places from time to time as well. So even now in Seattle, we are we are filling up a container, forty foot container with more equipments that are needed there. You know, so in November, November twenty, November twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth during Thanksgiving weekend, uh-huh. we have an event that we haven't made so public yet. It's called Drum Giving. You know at the Seattle Drum School, specifically for getting more gears to my extended family back home, you know. Yeah, so it's better to give somebody, uh, you know, a fishing uh, fishing hook instead of giving them the fish, you know. And right. uh, that's what we're trying to do with One Vibe Africa, you know. Yeah. Ah, yes, yeah. yes, that One Vibe Africa. Yeah. Simon, you know, I was supposed to ask you a question. So go you ahead. can't cut me off. No, we can't yeah, finish go this. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, Madaraka Festival. What is your vision in the next, uh, f- I'm going to give you five years? You should, you should have me on your show and then I'll answer this question uh, comprehensively. But uh, <laughs> the vision the vision is, uh, you know, by 2026, uh, the short-term vision, by 2026, uh our dream and our vision is for Madaraka Festival to be the official FIFA festival, you know, here in the U.S. Because the World Cup is happening in the U.S. and Canada and Mexico, we want uh, Madaraka Festival to happen everywhere where all those games are happening, you know. So that's why we are currently growing it and testing our capacity, but also uh, really uh, working on corporate funding so that uh, a lot of the corporations here in North America, know of Madaraka Festival, understand, uh, you know, our quality of execution, but also our ability to bring incredible East African artists to North America. You know, uh, a lot of East African artists are super talented. Uh, People saw it with Saudi Soul. Uh, They are the best group to ever come out of Africa, but also they are the best live performers uh, in Africa. Even Banaboy cannot compete with Saudi Soul when it comes to real singing. Banaboy does not really sing when he's performing, but Saudi Soul does live music and they, they perform with their real voices, you know? So we they don't fake it, you know? And you don't get that. Besides reggae artists, I would say Saudi Soul is one of the, the, the most hardworking people in terms of live music performance and that's hard to come by you know so for us our goal is to promote that africa the the real african music and bring it to the global stage uh and our hope is that you know right now our goal is the world cup you know canada us and mexico after that uh, I will talk more later, but yeah. that is the immediate goal, you know. <laughs> that is the immediate goal. 
And I know I had you talking there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last thing, you know, um, this is regarding the podcasts. Um, are you going to move to, like, I see you still podcast. And, you know, with podcasting, you always have this recording equipment here and there. Um, are you mentoring other podcasters, either here or internationally, you know, uh, that are going to come on your set and you teach them these, you know, these skills of like broadcasting, journalism? Uh, you have Dubai Dennis always coming onto your, onto your sets as a entertainer, you know, an MC. Do you have guys who are coming up, you know, learning from these people, you know, learning from these Africans, powerful Africans, and, power, and when I mean powerful Africans, you are also powerful African to say, not to say the list. But uh, are there any people that you know? Do you have something going on to set up other upcoming podcasters or you know, whatever you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I would say is a lot of a, a lot of young uh african creatives are always intimidated when i invite them to the show you know <laughs> some even cancel last minute i remember two weeks ago i invited some, uh, someone that i work closely with and i wanted him to be on the show i always encourage my team hey uh when there's no guest be the guest you know uh and so i would say for me i always open the door that's why i reached out to you because I have the ability to reach out to Saudi Soul and have them on the show whenever I want. Uh, I can reach out to King Kaka, I can reach out to Calligraph, uh, Nazizi, even Boniface. <laughs> is, 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 I'm close with him. I talk to him all the time, you know. Uh, he's my mentor, actually. I can reach out to even Winnie Odinga, but I feel that uh, that is doing what other podcasters do, you know. Uh, is not and, and also... Uh, doing what the trend-based, uh, you know, uh, platforms do, you know. Uh, I just love, um, you know, something sustainable. So uh, everyone who is watching the show now, they see that I'm always consistent unless I'm taking a break Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Even if you're just releasing a song, reach out to me. I'll have you as a guest, you know. I recently did that with a young Bukinabe artist. He's, he's not even 22 yet, you know, and he released an album, you know. We did not just have him here on the show, but we also had our band. You know, we have a band, the band that did the tour with Saudi Soul and King Kaka. It's our band. It's called One Vibe Band, you know. And we have a band here in Seattle, and also we have a band in Kenya, also known as One Vibe Band, you know. So... Uh, you know, we are not just able to support you with the podcast, but a lot of other resources that we have around us, we will be able to back you up with all of that. So uh, for me, I would encourage you to reach out. I don't have, I would love to mentor a, a bunch of other young people around podcasting, but I mentor people on many different things. I mentor people on event production. I mentor people on, on just running the kind of, I would say, uh, empire, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, because I do so many things and uh, I, I literally, there are people who have the capacity to learn everything I do. So I teach them a lot of things. And then when I see that they're being overwhelmed, I take out some of the things that I'm sharing with them, you know. Uh, and so I would say uh, I always love sharing the knowledge, you know. Uh, I also introduce a lot of young people to uh, my own network you know there are two young people that i just introduced to the gates foundation uh, i have been producing a lot of events for the gates foundation so they are looking for youths that had specific qualities and i knew uh, youths in our community that had those qualities so i took their cvs uh, and you know introduced them and now hopefully they get jobs there so it's for me it's more than uh it's more than mentoring, it's helping each other because when you mentor somebody, you're also getting something from them, you're learning something from them. So it's uh, it's it's mutual, the benefits are mutual. Okay. Oh, all right. I, hey. 
I know I'm going to come to Seattle for one of your shows. And when I get there, I just need some backstage passes and we good. We yeah, good. you'll, 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 you just let me know when we have the, uh, every I'm third gonna do a Sunday. Whole show with you. I'm going to do a whole show like I do. Why Start not? Why not? On, on whatever. <laughs> Audio only, you know, just keep the journey going yeah. on and then like that till we finish. And then I'm like, okay, Simon, this is what I have for you. And hey. Fantastic. I can't wait. I can't wait, you know. Um, just remember that every third Sunday of the month, we have a show that we had, the dinner series. It's Now mm-hmm. it's called Taste of Madaraka Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. So between September and March, it's happening at... Uh, Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. That's something I would recommend that you you come to Seattle for. But also, September 30th, we have the Africa Day Business Forum. It's not my event, but I'm promoting it because the person who started it is an elder that I have a lot of... He's like my mentor now. I look up to him. He Mm -hmm. came here when Obama's father came to the U.S., you know? Obama's father went back to Kenya, but he stayed and started... Uh, it was he he started his business in the same in the same place where Starbucks started, you know. Oh, wow. So he saw Starbucks start from like from one store, uh, and so he created the African business uh, Africa uh, no no uh, uh, African African. Uh, you don't have to get it right. Simon. Hold on, you can <laughs> put it down on the. You can say link in the bio. <laughs> yeah, African Chamber of Commerce of the Pacific Northwest. You know, you have to get oh. it right because we are live and uh, I want people to go and look it up. African Chamber of Commerce of the Pacific Northwest, you know. Uh, and the event happening on the 30th of September is Africa Day Business Forum. It's been going on for over 23 years. Desmond Tutu has attended. Uh, you know, last year the Tanzanian government sent a delegation that included their vice president, the Congolese government sent over six governors from Congo, uh, a lot of governors from Kenya, especially Central Province, attend this event. So it's a prestigious event. You should come to it if you want to connect with uh, American companies that are trying to uh, partner with African companies, you know. Uh, And we also have like uh, Exim Bank has attended, you know, banks that invest in big, big projects in Africa, they attend this event. So September 30th, you should be there Mr. Sambaza. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, well, thank you again, it. my brother. You're welcome, man. Simon, thank you so much for inviting me to your show. Uh, like I said, it was a pleasure hanging out with you all the time, as always. I mean, hey, whether on the phone, on, on the podcast, or like whatever time it is, I always have fun enjoying, uh, you know, just sitting and talking to you. We could talk for the next, I don't know how many hours, but, you know, we're on a time schedule. But other than that, thank you so much. And guys, um, listen to Africa Father in America and follow the African Proverbs. The mosquito won't bite is a proverb of the day, right? And like you said, we talked about it and uh, here we are. And uh, I mean, I've enjoyed it. Uh, pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I deeply appreciate you. And, uh, you know, to those who are joining the show now, uh, you should watch it from the beginning. This was an incredible conversation. Have a nice weekend and thanks again uh, for supporting the show, my brother Sambaza. If you're joining for the first time, make sure you subscribe to the channel. One thing though that I want to just do quickly is just to uh, acknowledge everyone who was watching, who commented, uh, whether you're watching on Facebook or here on YouTube, I see you. Uh, I just want to quickly give a, a shout out to Stephen Okoth, part of my team, who commented here. I can't read the comment now. Kisich Kisich is an amazing DJ. He's one of the, I think, one of the oldest reggae DJs in Kenya. He's a pioneer reggae DJ in Kenya. So for him to take the time to watch the show and leave a long comment like that on Facebook is really amazing. Joan Onyango Obunga was my guest yesterday. And uh, Joan, thank you again for being here. Uh, It means a lot. And then Manaza joined us from uh, Lamu and I did a project with the government of Lamu many many years ago he was one of the artists that benefited from that project and it's just beautiful to see you here Manaza and uh, you know and everybody else who joined us I deeply appreciate you Uh, subscribe to the channel see you all next week Monday to Friday 6am Pacific Standard Time peace and love thank you my brother
Bye. African father in America. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. African father in America. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.